Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome to the podcast for Encounter Community Church. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I am the pastor here at Encounter. And as I like to see every week, thank you so much for joining us, for being a part of the podcast. It just means a lot. It just means a lot to me that you take the time out to be a part of this. And especially for those of you who listen on a regular basis, appreciate you. For those of you who are listening for the first time, especially if you're listening on our website, I just want to let you know that we can be found on Spotify. We can also be found on iHeartRadio or wherever else it is that you would like to be able to listen to podcasts. And again, I I really do appreciate you being able to be here and for listening, no matter what you're doing, whether you're running right now or cleaning the house or just sitting down, enjoying a little bit of leisure time. (laughs) Just so glad to have you here. And I'm finally glad that we also have decided who the president of the United States will be, or have we? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where you stand at. I don't know if you're really excited Biden's in, or you hope that things will turn for Trump to be able to stay in. I'm not sure where you're at with that. I, I will say this, though, and I'm not endorsing either candidate. And in, in that way, again, I leave that freedom up to you to decide who it is or who you will not vote for or what you're hoping for this outcome will be. I, I leave that up to you. But I will say this. As a father, and also as a father to two black daughters, to be able to watch Kamala Harris with the celebration speech it was really powerful. I, you know, just the idea that there's a possibility now, and it looks kind of certain that we're going to have the very first female vice president, and she happens to also be a woman of color. I'm just so excited for my daughters to be able to see something like that. Because what I'm hoping is that it will tear down doors for them. I'm hoping that they will be able to see the possibilities of what they could be. That they will be able to see that, wow, if if I dream and if I pursue my dream and if I work hard for that dream, there's no telling where my success may lie in the future. So it was really kind of fun to be able to watch with them. But again, and I also want to say this, no matter what your beliefs are as far as who you endorse or who you're behind, I just want to encourage you to make it a point to take time to pray for our country. Either way, either way, we we need it right now. When you look at what's happening with the coronavirus and the way that it has exploded over the last month, we need prayer. No matter who's going to be in office, we need prayer. Maybe let's pray that the courts will settle everything quickly so that decision will be made, and if we continue to need forward with Trump, we move forward with Trump. But if we need to prepare and start to transition towards Biden, that we will do that. But let's just pray. Let's just make a commitment and do that for our nation. Well, this week we wrapped up 
a series that we've been doing called The Grudge. And I really do hope that it has been impactful for you. You know, we've been looking at forgiveness and how important it is for us to begin to practice that into our lives. Because it really does. It really does affect the future and the depth of the happiness and the richness of the relationships that we will have in the future. It, it, it affects that. So we thought it was really important for us to take time out to dig into this aspect of forgiveness. And so if you've missed any of the podcasts, I just want to encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, the very first week of the podcast, we just talked about how to make sure that we don't allow certain things that happen in our lives to become a grudge. The second week, we had Stan on, and Stan, Pastor Stan, he's the associate pastor here at Encounter, and he just talked about forgiving the man who's responsible for the passing of his daughter. I mean, that's, that's just huge if you're able to do that and, and being able to do that and just being able to hear his story and the process of his forgiveness. And then we also, last week, we just talked about forgiving God. And it's not necessarily that God has done anything wrong, but for some of us, we may have been really disappointed. Maybe we haven't had a prayer answered. Maybe there was something that we were hoping to work out a certain way and we felt like God dropped the ball or we felt like God let us down. So we talked about taking steps to forgive God because God may have had a different plan, but that plan nonetheless affected us in such a way to where we developed this anger towards him. And that anger may have distanced us. And I really do hope that you got out of that, that, you know, it's okay. It's okay for you to be angry with God. And it's okay for you to work through that. I hope that you got that message because maybe in the past you were told that you weren't supposed to. And that was, again, the reason why you walked away from God. But hopefully you were able to to work through that and, and to change that. And this week we wrap up with the person that is the most difficult to forgive. And that's the person that you look at in the mirror every day. Can you take steps forward to be able to forgive yourself? I've been there. I've been there. I've made some choices that have hurt others deeply, deeply. And I am, I'm, I'm still astounded that I'm at where I'm at today. I mean, my life really is a picture of forgiveness, the forgiveness that others have given me, the forgiveness that God has given me. But I also have to work through forgiving myself. So that's what I'm gonna talk about today. I'm gonna be open. I can't share in detail, you know, some of the things that I wrestled with, but but I will be open with this process of me having to learn how to forgive myself. And maybe as you listen, you'll be encouraged. And as, as you listen, maybe you'll see, you'll hear some things that will, will encourage you and help you to take a step to be able to forgive yourself that when you look in the mirror that you can see wholeness and fullness I remember when some of my times had hit their worst and I was spending some time with a friend and my friend was praying for me 
I remember as I was praying that I, I got a vision of myself and I was standing on a stage. There were people in the crowd. I can't tell you how many people there were because the focus was on, was on me. And there was such a freedom. There was such a maturity. There was such a, a growth. There was such a presence of God that was on me. And I believe that God gave me a vision that day of myself. And I don't, I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think the vision has become reality yet. But I'm, I'm progressing. But I'm moving there. And I think one of the reasons why God gave me that vision is because God wanted me to see myself as he sees me. Because I think what happens is when we make mistakes, especially the kind of mistakes that are so detrimental to our relationships. You know, I, I talked about this on Sunday. I, I said, none of us ever make the decision to just wreck our lives. Like, you never say to that woman, honey, will you marry me? Because I'm going to wreck your life. Like, you never say that. You never say to that bundle of joy when you see him or her for the first time and you hold him or her in your hands and you're kissing them and you're so excited for the bundle of joy that you just brought into this world. And hello, my precious child, I, I love you so much. I'm so glad you're here. But one day I'm going to destroy everything that matters to you. Who does that? <laughs> no one does that. But when we are the one responsible for it, gosh, man, that just makes it so difficult for us to look at ourselves in the mirror, doesn't it? And once we begin to do so, it's very easy for us to look at ourselves within the context of our failure. And then when we look at ourselves, all we see is failure. We, we, we lose sight of our potential. We lose sight of, of who we're created to be. We, we lose sight of our gifts, our talents, our abilities. We, we lose sight of all of that. And the thing that we see when we look in the mirror is we see someone who is a failure. I think it's important for us to make a commitment to really begin to dig and ask ourselves that question is when I look at myself in the mirror, what is it that I see? What is it that I see? And maybe even begin to ask God, God, can you reveal to me what it is that I see? You know, in Romans chapter 7, verses 14 and 15, it says, So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. How many of us identify with that? How many of us connect with that? How many of us would say that, Ken, you know, that is so indicative of my life. That is so true. I hate what it is that I do. I, I want to change. I want to grow. I want to be better. But I hate what it is that I do. And maybe we would take it even a step further to say, 
I hate myself. I did. I looked in the mirror and I saw the eyes of someone I hated. And I began to question the very reason for my existence. Why, why, why am I here? Because I look at the damage that I've caused. And I'll be honest, I even prayed like, God, just, just take my life. Just take it. Because I can't believe the magnitude of the hurt that I've caused. I remember praying that prayer. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know about you and the mistakes that you've made and what it is that you think about yourself. But I can tell you that one of the biggest struggles that I had to work through is being able to not see myself again in the light or maybe the darkness of my failure is to be able to see myself as something different. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it talks about if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Well, I didn't feel like one. I felt like the same old messed up me. And I hope that I'm not alone in this. <laughs> and it's hard because because I, I want this to be encouraging, uplifting, and I don't want it to be, to be depressing. But I, I also want to be real with you. And I also want to share my struggle with you in going through this process of forgiving myself. And that was a huge hurdle that I had to climb. Was not seeing myself as a screwed up failure. But to be able to see, God, you've, you, you gifted me. That God, you've, you've put me on this earth to be able to make an eternal difference. And I have a voice that counts. I have a voice that you've given me to be able to touch lives. So I had to get beyond that and be able to, to see that. I, I think the other thing that I had to do is I had to learn to trust what God says. I remember one night I was, I was beating myself up which I think I'm probably not alone in that. I think we've all had those kind of nights, you know, when we failed and messed up and looked at ourselves. And I was just, I was beating myself up. And I remember I was, I was by myself. I was at a church. I was sweeping. And I remember God saying, Ken, I want you to think about the words that you're using to describe yourself. And I want you to go and I want you to read Ephesians chapter one, verses four and five. And I kept like wrestling with it, like Ephesians chapter one, verses four and five, you know, cause I, I was just wondering like, what is that? And I just kept, I just kept on beating myself up. And then 
even before then, before I had a chance to even read the passage, I, I heard God say this. He, he said, Ken, I, I want you to think about your words and what have your words done? What, what have your words created? And I started thinking, like, what do you mean, what have my words created? I remember asking God that. Like, what do you mean, what have my words created? Well, well think about, Ken, the words that you're using now. And really, the words that you're using are to destroy. They're destroying you. They're destroying your soul. I know that you failed. But I want you to think about the words that I've created. And I started to think about, and, and it just hit me. When God created the universe, he created it with his words, let there be light. He created it with his words. And then he gave men breath with his words. And at the end of each day of creation, God summed it up by these three words. It is good. It is good. So he said to me, can I want you to compare your words? What have your words done? What have your words created compared to what my words have done and what my words have created? And I thought nothing, nothing even close, Father, to what it is that you have done. Nothing even close. And he said, well, if that's the truth, Ken, then why will you choose to believe your own words over mine? Why would you do that? Why would you choose to believe your own words over mine? And then I went back and I was able to find Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. which says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. I thought, wait, 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 Father. I've just blown it. Horribly. And you see me without fault? So again, Ken, I felt him asking, do you look at yourself as I look at you? Now, in God seeing me without fault, it, it, it's not necessarily saying that God didn't see me as someone who did not make a mistake and someone who did not blow it. And he recognized that. It's not, to, it's not to minimize what I did wrong, and it's not to minimize the hurt that I caused, and it's not to minimize the grace that I received, because I did. I received a tremendous amount of grace. But what it did was it just showed me, Ken, I, I know who you are. I know who I created you to be. I also know the mistakes that you are going to make. But Ken, you chose to believe in my son. And by believing in my son, I chose to now see you as faultless and blameless even in the midst of your failure because I don't see you as you are I see you as how I created you 
And some of you need to hear that. Again, he said, I, I don't see you as you are. I see you as how I created you. And some of you need to hear that news because that may be the thing that changes your life is to understand that, God, I, I really need to change my perspective. In verse 5, it goes on to say, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belonged who belonged to his dear son. Oh, just, just listen to the wording of this. And just imagine someone who is broken, someone who is hurting, someone who looks at himself and sees nothing but wrong. Every time I looked into the mirror, that's what I saw is nothing but wrong. And yet... He had decided in advance, even before the way that I saw myself, he had already decided to adopt me into his family. Knowing my faults, knowing my failures, knowing my shortcomings, he already saw fit to adopt me into my family. Because I could tell you, when I look at myself, when I looked at myself and I refused to forgive myself, I saw, I saw myself as someone who was unworthy of God, unworthy of his grace, unworthy of acceptance, unworthy of his forgiveness, definitely unworthy to be chosen, definitely unworthy to be his son. And I, I, I remember thinking like, God, if I died right now and burned in hell, I deserve it. I deserve it. How many of us, again, have, have felt that way? That's what I felt. But yet, God chose to look at me and say, Ken, I've already, I've already adopted you. You're in my family. You're my son. And there's nothing that you could ever do that would ever change that. So can pick yourself up and begin to move forward because you are not the failure that you see yourself to be. You are my son and you will overcome this. You will be free. You will be whole. You will be whole. So God had already chosen to adopt me into his family, bringing me to Jesus Christ, bringing me to Jesus Christ, bringing this flawed measure of a man to Jesus Christ. And him pouring out his love on me so that I may have the chance to be able to be whole. And to see that he chose that, again, it says that he wanted to do it. And it gave him great pleasure. It gave him great pleasure to choose me. It gave him great pleasure to accept me. And it gave him great pleasure to forgive me. 
It gave him great pleasure to, to heal me. It gave him great pleasure to rescue me. Because have you, have, you have you ever helped someone out? Especially if they were someone that got on your nerves. <laughs> and when you did it, you didn't do it out of great pleasure. right? You, you did it because you felt like you had to or there was some obligation that was there. There was something that it, it wasn't great pleasure. And part of me felt like if I am accepted by God, he is doing it because he has to. I didn't see God accepting me or God forgiving me with great pleasure. And to see he spoke that to me that night to remind me that that is how he accepted me. Oh, man, powerful. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong. That's the key thing there too. Who belong. See, I thought my failure really had disqualified me. And I felt like it should have. Disqualified me. That not only am I worthy, unworthy to be called your child, I'm definitely unworthy to be used by you. Definitely. But again, God saw things differently. Which brings me to probably the greatest question that I could ask. And this is the question that, that, that God gave me. And he said this, Ken, if I created the universe and as the creator of the universe, I forgive you. If I can forgive you, Ken, then who are you not to forgive yourself? If I can forgive you, Ken, who are you not to forgive yourself? And I thought, God, you're right. You're right. In choosing not to forgive my sin, or forgive myself, I forgive my own sin. I made my sin greater than his grace. I made my shame greater than his mercy. I made my failures greater than the cross. And once I was able to begin to reconcile those things, and I looked in the mirror and I saw something differently. I, I saw someone who God passionately loved and cared for. And that nothing had changed between us. Oh man, that's just, that was so life-changing for me. And I, and I, and I hope that it's life-changing for you. So, so that was, those were the steps. That's what I had to go through in order to get to the process of being able to forgive myself. And I really do hope that you are able to do that as well. Because on this journey of forgiveness, I'll tell you, the toughest person I've ever had to forgive 
was me. It was me. But I can tell you this. Once I did, it set me free. It set me free to love. It set me free to become. It set me free to be whole. It, it set me free. And like I said, I'm, I'm not at that place where that vision is that God has given me yet, but I, I feel like I'm on the process. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm on the road to get there. And I don't know. I, I don't know when it will be when I arrive. Maybe someday God will just reveal it like, Ken, that's it. This is the point. This is what I saw. This is what I wanted you to see. I don't know when that day will come. But I'm going to live for it. And I'm going to fight for it. And I'm going to do everything that I can to get there. I'm going to hold on to God's grace, God's hand. You know, I think, I think about the women, the woman who had the issue. There's this woman that had an issue. They called it an issue of blood. Basically, her menstrual cycle never ended. I mean, could you imagine that, being in a place where your menstrual cycle never ends? Never. And she thought this, if I could just grab the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. And so I'm thinking this, like, Jesus, if I could just hold on, if I could just hold on to the hem of your garment, I'll be whole. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I want to encourage you to do as well. Well, again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And just want to let you know, the next series that we're starting is called Come to the Table. This year, Thanksgiving, because of COVID, Thanksgiving is going to be different. We may not be able to gather together as family. And people felt like COVID robbed them of their Halloween. Some people tried to go out and do things anyway. And unfortunately, they may have put our Thanksgiving at risk a little bit more because of it. But hey, you know, I, I understand why they did what they did. Just like many, I am tired of COVID as well, and I am ready to move forward. So I understand why some people rebelled and said, you know what, I'm going to have the Halloween that I want. But in some ways, it put the rest of us at risk to not have the Thanksgiving that we want. But it is what it is now. But this year, Thanksgiving may not be the same. It's not going to be the same. We're not going to be able to have the family gatherings that we've always had. So now this raises the question. What can we be thankful for? And what does gratitude really look like in the state of practicing and living in COVID? What does it look like now? So that's what we're looking at and come to the table. Is we're looking at how do we develop contentment and gratitude even in the midst of suffering and difficulty and hardship that we've been given because of COVID? How do we do that? So I really do hope that you'll join us for that. Again, we have our live stream on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're doing our service in person. It's in our parking lot. As long as weather permits, I'll tell you, we didn't meet last, Wednesday, or last Sunday because it was too windy. The cold we could have done with, you know, we could have bundled up for that, but it was just too much wind. <laughs> so we didn't meet last week. So it always depends on whether the weather is allowing us to be able to meet or not. It depends on that. But we'll do the best that we can. But we're starting that brand new series this coming Sunday. So you can watch it on live stream on you know, our online service, or you can also try to join us for our service 
on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Well, again, like I said, thank you so much. So honored to have you here as a part of this podcast. And I, keep, I guess I keep saying thank you because I'll tell you why. I feel so honored because as I was thinking about going through the process that I needed to go through to forgive myself, I could tell you I never envisioned myself being here right now encouraging someone like you as you're listening to this podcast. Never saw it. So that's why, again, that's why I'm so thankful every week. I'm thankful to you. I'm thankful to God. I'm thankful for this opportunity. I, I don't take it lightly. So again, continue to be praying for me, be praying for our country. If you would love for me to be praying for you, feel free to reach out. EncounterSouthBay at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. If you'd like to talk, feel free to call me at the church, 310-323-2115. Again, that's 310-323-2115. And just a reminder, Encounter's about three things. Love up, let's love God more every more and more every day. Love out, let's love our fellow man and love in. Let's love ourselves. And let me tell you, if we go through the journey of forgiveness, it puts us on a much better path to be able to do that. Well, take care. God bless you. I'll be talking to you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving, Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us. And we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.